Uh, welcome back to Thinking About It, and uh, we have a special guest on our show today. This is a show, it's a podcast. Podcast. Uh, Dave Barker, as usual, is uh, with me, and uh, yeah, we've got our worship pastor, uh, Jacob. Hello, everyone. Jacob Elliott. <laughs> And Jacob is going to be part of this conversation because we're going to talk about something that takes place in our worship service. COVID has changed uh, our liturgy somewhat. We don't pass offering plates anymore, at least we don't here. And we also have these newfangled communion cups that uh, wrinkle and crinkle every time we have communion. And I'm just wondering if this is a good thing. Uh, Have we lost something communal in communion? Uh, Let's talk primarily about the these little cups and the the experience of passing a plate and serving one another as opposed to grabbing these things on the way in. Uh, I don't want to make a huge deal out of this, but is it something that uh, we've overlooked uh, for the sake of convenience? Hmm. Okay, <laughs> who's jumping in here? Um, yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. the answer is a resounding yes, and the sooner we can lose these things, the better. Well, you you just said you went to a church where they're back to the communion trays. Yep, they are. So mm. they've had this conversation, and that's something they did intentionally? Yep. Because they hate these? Yes, for sure. And I talked to them about it, and they said, no, good grief. Um, so yeah, so what, now what would be the reasoning, Dave? Why would they why would they not like those? Uh, first of all, they're difficult to work with. Um, secondly, uh, there's no there's a difficulty in kind of working hard at participation in the bread, participation in the cup. It seems to be kind of all brought together, merged as one. But the primary reason was is that they were they were just tired of trying to negotiate these cups. It, it, was, it was a very practical reason. The vast, the, the church had seniors in it like we do. They just could not get the thing un, unpeeled. Um, so there were people running around helping others get the thing peeled. Or as they were coming into the church, they were kind of starting the, the peeling. Right. So it was sort of half peeled when they got there. Um, but it was, so it was very much a practical thing that they just didn't like the cups in the first place. Uh, I I miss the quiet time when the offering plates would be passed. Was, we don't have a lot of quiet space in our worship services. We pack them pretty tight. But be, for practical reasons, we, we had these passing the plates. And sometimes we would sing. Sometimes uh, we would just meditate. We would examine ourselves. And it just uh, was meaningful to so many people. And then there's the idea of serving each other you're mm-hmm. passing a plate and you're literally serving one another it, it's communal in that way whereas these things you grab one privately put it in your pocket whatever take it out all by yourself and it's just one step removed from community and i, I don't know i but but we would don't it, waste time would it be as simple though as taking one of those things which is we're holding one now. We're we're all looking yeah. at one here. Yeah, right. You can hear it wrinkle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know that sound too well. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there's there's sterile reasons for for having that. Yes. Would it? Uh, and there's the church that you're referring to. 
Dave, they're just frustrated by the fact that you need to open up this thing and it's, a, you know, practically speaking, it's not the best. But Bob, you're more talking about the, not necessarily the frustration, but you're losing something with the actual serving of it. So would it, if we could get over the frustration of having to peel back a piece of plastic, would it be enough to just put one of those things in a plate and then be passing a plate full of peelable communion cups? And I would say my answer, you asked Bob that question, but my answer would be, yeah, sure, that's fine. But it's just, it's got to be, we got to remove the barrier for how difficult this is, this thing is. And, and, and Bob, I think your point about serving is really, really important. You know, it's interesting because normally the ones we get to serve are the elders or the deacons, right? And this is an, a tangible moment. Now, unfortunately, for a lot of our churches, it's a power move because you pull all the suits up to the front. Yeah. Hmm. Well, people don't wear suits anymore. But, but you remember those days when you brought all those guys up to the front. They're all dressed in suits. They sit along the front. And it was not perceived as a servant thing. It was a power thing. You had to be, have power in order to take the sacred tray and, and bring it around to people. And that was not a serving thing. It was a power thing. So we have to shift that. But at the same time, we can and, and make it clear that this is, in fact, a time for us to serve the people, metaphorically wash each other's feet, um, and that kind of thing. But we lost that with picking up, the, <coughs> picking up the thing ahead of time, right? Well, I think, we, I think we've lost a lot of the symbolism in the fact that it's not an actual... It is a meal, but it's not a, a meal as oh. Jesus and his disciples would have had it. So, oh it, I mean, it's going to be a symbol of a greater meal regardless of what yeah. you do, whatever, however large the bread is, however, you know, whether you're peeling back a, a, a cup of juice yeah. or whether it's in a, a golden goblet, it, it's, you know, it's going to be, it has to be a symbol. At some point in the history of the church, I'm sure they had that conversation when they went from a love feast to this, right. a little piece. What? This isn't communion? This, what is this? Right. <coughs> but we got used to it, and now we're having a similar conversation about these things. Um, what, what about the environment? You were concerned. To, I get people reminding me if I use uh, one of these plastic bottles on the pulpit, and they remind me that yeah, landfill sites are full of those things. What are you using? Yet with these things, we're, we're doing it again. We're throwing them out, and that's got to be bad for the environment, whereas when you have glass cups... It's, it's better. So that's another argument for glass communion cups being passed, right? I'm not, a, I'm not big into that, but I know there are some people who feel strongly about it. it it's a point. It's, <clears throat> whether we feel strongly about it, it's a point, and mm-hmm. we need to think about it. Um, you know, the whole business of coffee pods, that stuff going on too, right? So, but uh, yeah, I think we need to do all we can. And as far as I said at the beginning, the sooner we can lose these things and go back to the, go back to the trays, passing them around. Okay. We can bring the environmental factor into it as well. The happier I will be Mm -hmm. now at the same time, I'm also a person who is very, very aware of the realities of COVID. Um, Bob, you and I are, are very protective of our wives who are extremely vulnerable. Um, so when I say the sooner we can get back, the better, 
at the same time, I want to be really careful. I don't want to jeopardize uh, the health of people who are especially uh, immune compromised mm-hmm. and vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. But right now we're more talking about just the, yeah, kind of the the practical element of it. We're not necessarily talking about the spiritual ramifications of this because we're not we're not saying that that these little peelable cups are a lesser way of observing the Lord's Supper, are we? Not necessarily. We're, we're just saying it's but frustrating to use and it's... Sometimes uh, the the way that we deliver something can get in the way. Like if this... I'll mention my wife. She doesn't listen to the podcast, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> she she hates these. She can't work. She's immobilizing her one arm. And she has a bit of an anxiety. She wants to know who's sitting with me during communion because I need help and... It's embarrassing to ask for help. She loves it when I sit with her because I can open this for her. And, uh, and so for other people, it is it just adds one complication to what should be a very simple, a Christ-focused um, a moment. And I just think if we can avoid that, it would be good. Uh, maybe some people are better at it than others, but you know, why do we just have to deal with that when we don't have to? But at this point, I think we would, for most of our churches, we would stay, say we would, we still have to, in light of the, the COVID reality that we're, that these things originated from in the first place. So let's, they, they, those became, those came because of COVID. Right. Right. But so, you don't want them anymore. You want to get back to well, the glass. As, as soon as it's safe to do so, right? right? As I say, the sooner the better, but we can't violate or jeopardize the vulnerable in the process. I mean, at the same mm-hmm. time, not to, I guess, it's somewhat to play devil's advocate, I mean, there's always going to be some kind of distraction available to us. In fact, I would say that there's a spiritual warfare element in that Satan is not happy whenever we are recognizing Christ mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and the significance of this meal. And so I think there's always going to be something that Satan will try to use to distract. You know, if you have... If you have a cup that's open and a little piece of bread, I remember when I was, you know, young new believer, I would take the little piece of bread and I'd be scrunching in my hands. I wouldn't be reflecting on anything other than how tightly can I pack this little piece of bread, and you know the number of times that you spill the juice on the carpet or whatever, and mom's leaning over, what are you doing? We need got another get another cup. Like there's there's always going to be something, and so it's almost a, a matter of yeah, you know, pick your poison. Which one is worse? Okay, so or maybe we do just roll out the tables and say, you know what, let's just have a meal and it's going to be messy, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's another conversation. Have a love feast. Uh, on the same yeah. vein, because COVID has also affected our, our offering, and Dave mentioned something in our last podcast um, about the, um, we don't have offering anymore. We don't have offering prayer anymore. There's not that recognition that we are worshiping the Lord with our offerings, the physical act of putting it in the plate. Um, and then the, the prayer over it is like it's so much easier now to say, well, put it in the box or, or go online. But is, is that something that we're missing too for the sake of convenience? Is there something less now about our worship gatherings because that's gone? And I don't read it in Scripture that we have to have that. But have we, have we taken a step forward or backwards? Well, I think... Form does affect function, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of the reason why a lot of churches, and, and maybe ours as well, um, at times churches are perceived as being money-grabbing, 
And so uh, this kind of marginalized that feeling that, you know, again, a visitor, even people that are there all the time, you know, this, yeah, it, supporting the church is important, but we don't need to make it explicit. And, and uh, uh, so it take, kind of takes that negative feel that we're always appealing for money. Yeah, so do you think a visitor would look at that and says these people are paying a fee, putting it in the offering plate, or would they see uh, these people uh, do not worship money, they're, they're giving freely and lovingly of their resources to support the church? I mean, what, what kind of message does that give? I think that's really it. That's part of the preamble. Mm-hmm. It's part of the conversation. It's part of the talk. It's part of the preparation. Uh, so uh, in our bulletins, if we're going to do a bulletin or some kind of order of service. That's another thing that's gone. Yeah. You, you know, you need to put in worship through giving, mm-hmm. right, and shape it and define it in terms of worship. Um, and it is, I do think there is a tangible act of preparing something, maybe an envelope or, and having it ready to go and place it on the offering plate. There are lots of back, drawbacks to that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. There can be a kind of a false piety. Uh, you can get a feel that the church is trying to get more money. Um, uh, there's pressure uh, to sh- put something on the plate because mm-hmm. you don't want to look like you just mm-hmm. passed the plate. It was interesting because, again, there's still a few churches around that do that. When I'm a guest speaker, um, I always carry a $20 bill in my pocket. Oh, really? Yeah. So that when the paid plate is passed, I as the guest speaker, I'm not just passing it by. I I put something on the plate, and I, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I do give the church twenty bucks, all right. Um, but there's that pressure because of wow people around watching and the guest speaker passing the plate by right so far i've been able to resist that pressure (laughs) (laughs) so but there is it is a thing yeah Yeah. we got to watch out that these forms don't dominate the function well we uh, uh jacob we haven't had a long talk with the elders about this uh, the communion cups and how we think about this but it might be something for all of us all of our listeners just to think about the way we do communion and not tack it on necessarily but to look on it as a, a meaningful way uh, when we visited stan fowler he mentioned uh to me through donna or i don't know how he got the message across but experiencing communion among God's people is a huge thing for Stan. And I hear that last Sunday when we had communion, uh, for the first time in a long time, Stan actually got some of the grape juice down hmm, and really? he had communion with us. And oh, it was man. a huge, huge blessing for him because he misses that. So it's it's good for us to think about yeah. the uh, the way we do communion. Well, guys, we're out of time. Uh, Jacob, thanks for joining us in our thinking about it today. Until next time, um, I'm Bob McGregor, and I'm here with Dave Barker, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. And be sure you mark.